episode from Dr. Ema. The episode has in mind the fact that many people are not gaining the victory over coming. The victory over the impossible in our minds through prayer. Some scoff at God today. Some won't even call his name because he's something out there somewhere instead of someone who is totally, totally involved in our lives. When we reach out to him, you experience that in full. Today I say to you, as we walk through the problems of life, we can face our struggles knowing that our God wants us to have complete victory, not partial victory. Yet, so many people are consumed with the belief that something that they are going through right now which is causing them to lose the victory in their life is God's will and that it just isn't their time to live in the power of the Holy Spirit of God and to have victory in their lives. This is simply not true. No matter how terrible, how impossible, circumstances around us may appear. God sent his son Yeshua, known also as Jesus, into the world that he might destroy the works of the devil. Our commentary portion of scripture is an example of the kind of difficulties that could be termed impossible to solve if you go to 1 John 3.8. It is an example of God's delivering power to those who look to Him with their whole heart in fervent, effective prayer. There's a story in the Old Testament that we could call upon as the great power play for the enemies of God put on a display of unified might designed to bring fear into the hearts of Israelites. Here we see that three nations, Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, formed a conspiracy to come against Judah and to utterly wipe it out. Intelligence information of the massive army planning to attack reached the king Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The first thing that happened to him is what happens to many people today, especially with this pandemic and all the nonsense that's going on around us today. What would strike the heart of many would be the spirit of fear 
they will strike the heart, for they know, and they knew back then, as now. In the natural, that an army that's as big as that was back then in Judah, coming against Judah, was nothing to scoff at. At this point, fear could have completely paralyzed, devastated the nation of Judah, and they would have been utterly wiped out. Today, I look at people dying like flies from these different things that are being promoted every single day. I won't go into any detail. You know exactly what I mean. The immediate results of fear can determine life or death, paralysis or victory for a nation or for any one of us when we're within a struggle and especially the struggle to have faith in God no matter what we see because we believe Him. So, in every truth, there is a negative side and there is also a positive side. Even fear has a positive side. If that fear drives a person or to us as a whole to our knees, to begin to agonize, begin to pray with a believing fervency that begins to move the hand of this mighty God, the hand that moves the world, then that fear has been channeled to be a positive influence in our lives. That it forces us into a closer relationship and communion with God and therefore works for our good. But if fear drives us to the word of God to speak answers from God, then that fear has accomplished a great work in our lives. King Jehoshaphat at the time of Judah being threatened, he was so filled with fear that he moved. He called a fast. And the scripture tells us that when he heard, he feared. He set himself to seek the face of God. Fear acted as a positive way in this instance. His first step made toward the solution of the problem was that he fully recognized to whom he was calling upon, that God of heaven, of all creation, who is being very much disrespected today. But the king remembered the words of King David who said, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. We find that in Psalms 1911. We even sing that song. It is strange that the king never mentions his problem at all while he's praying to the mighty one, the almighty God. He seems to have a hold of a secret approach to God. The God of our creation at the very outset 
using God's power and the glory of his heavenly father. The king actually started out by acknowledging all of this instead of coming to God under a heavy burden of, oh, those people are attacking us. Oh, what are we going to do? No. The king engaged in what is known as relationship. A quality that is seemingly missing in our civilizations today. Everybody is looking for the arm of flesh to solve their problems and ignoring our creator God. Oh Yahweh, I know you can do it God. That's what he wants to hear. I know you will do it God. He wants to hear that. You will deliver God. He wants to hear that. I know the answer to our calamity lies in your power to deliver. That's what our God wants to hear. He is our strength. He is our eyes. So we need to take our eyes off our circumstances and come as the children of a mighty and solely living God. If the king could speak of the Lord God in such a personal way, it means that he knew God by his acts and by the symbols of the temple and the priesthood and the shadows of the law of his servant Moses. How much more should your faith and my faith be lifted up to believe God to do what we may think is impossible? Now, our relationship is not through an intermediary with the way that Jehoshaphat was, but through the sacrifice of God's son, who we tend to neglect in all of this. That is Yeshua, known as Jesus, us, to many of us, same one. The king was able in those days in the Old Testament to touch God with his prayer. Today we have the potential even greater for greater victories for the kingdom of God if we would just learn to obey the commandments of that God. That God that created us. Remember Abraham's friend forever? That's the turning point of this great prayer that we need to put within our spirit. Here's a transition from just the fact of who God is to what God has already done. Now we're moving from static to active. We're talking about taking action, moving from wishful thinking and sniveling and whimpering before our mighty Father God. It is one thing to wait and there's another thing to move. It's one thing to have faith and there's one thing to act upon that faith. Faith is a fact, yes, but faith is also an act. There's too much cowardice going on. People are afraid to take hold of what God has promised. There are few who are there on knees today asking God to get rid of this nonsense about a virus and pandemic and oh my crown and all these things. People are whimpering and shivering and wondering and masking themselves up instead of shouting out to the God of God. 
the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We have often heard the phrase that God answers prayers. Some people still sniffle at that. God answers fervent prayer. The prayer of a prayers of a righteous man means much to him. God's answering our prayers is something that would elevate your spirit. Humble yourself before God. I counsel you today. Recognize that your insufficiency to cope with circumstances, that doesn't lie with God. It lies within you. And there has to be an overcoming power that dictates to you that prayer is the one mighty weapon of God. It does not need nuclear activity. It doesn't talk about science. It doesn't snivel as to what a man may believe or not believe, for it has nothing to do with them. It has to do with Almighty God, who forgets not the cry of the humble. We look at the divine deliverer of people. This utter dependence upon his wisdom. Oh, that God says to you, one word, come through his son. Though your sin be scarlet, oh, when he washes you, you are cleansed. The blessed assurance of God's message through that prophet, that king, the people of Judah. Oh, Lord, saying, oh, I have heard your prayer. The battle is not yours, but mine. So when God takes over your battle, when he takes it over, it means you stand still and you see the salvation of God be manifested before you. Heavy armors of steel and copper or gold or whatever you may construe. I'm not speaking of that weapon. I'm speaking of the spiritual weapon of prayer. There are other weapons that God has. And already Jehoshaphat, the king, he chose two of those weapons. One of those is faith. One of those was prayer. And he acted on those two. You deliver. God says, I can take this battle away from you. You cannot deal with all of your problems, but you know the way to me. Humble yourself. Oh, we'll do that in another prayer when we talk about God and what he says before he works on your behalf. You have to declare who he is, his glory, the things he has done, and remind him that you're totally dependent upon him. You're stepping up in faith. You're letting your faith become an act. And not just a defensive act, but it is also an offensive act. You go on the offense. You, in your enemy's face, you tell them who is your God, to whom you give your everything. It is easy to pray God after the fact. But that is not the case with the king here that we're speaking about. He first showed that he believed God. Then he acted by calling upon that God whose telephone line is never busy. You can shut the grids down. My God doesn't need a grid. You, as I 
said before in another episode, you are the 5G tower. You can communicate with this call that we have. You can call down heaven and declare the glory of God at any time of day before any enemy that you may perceive in front of you. You know that God removes any one of them. The nation of Judah in those days didn't lift a finger. The enemy destroyed itself. Because God says the battle is not yours, it is mine. Do you today want to continue to fight your own battle, winning one here and there, losing one over there and over there? No, you have to follow God's formula. For God says, stand back, just as Judah. I am your deliverance. I am the God that heals you. I am the God that can deliver you. So, the anointing of God upon you will change that fear in your heart today over whatever is going on in your household. You have to face that situation with the enemy watching you on your knees before your court. Whether you see a way out with dim vision, God says, get up off it. I gave you that 5G tower. Use it. That is exactly what Judah, Judah's king, did before all of those up under him. You know his reaction was? Fear, yeah, but he knew where he could dispel that fear. So, when we lose our jobs because somebody wants to give you a joke or a job, fear sets in and we say, oh, what am I going to do now? I say, get on your knees before your God. About food on the table, go to him. He's the one that provides everything. When a child is struck with a virus or disease of any kind that sends that temperature soaring 103 and all sorts of things by your thermometer, he may, your child, go into convulsions or whatever. When we hear that news, it could be cancer striking one of our loved ones. It could be a serious surgical operation that you're being told, oh, you need to have this or you're going to die. Fear, the spirit of fear, grips on many levels. But praise God, I prophesy to you today that a new strength comes upon us through God. That new anointing God is pouring upon his children. Those that are listening to that are knowing that he is the God of God that can change your fear into confidence. Glory to God. When the battles are raging, fears around you, there's going to be such a knowing within you, a confidence that God is in control, that regardless of the circumstances you may face, that you may fear, those will have no control over you until you become victorious. So, like King Jehoshaphat, you have to know where you're going, what you want to do, the powerful strategy of prayer before your God. Have faith and believe in Him. You knew what He did versus what the Bible tells you, but now you have an active God in your life. God's people have been robbed of many victories simply because they have been too bound by fear. Get rid of the spirit of fear. Enter into fasting. Self-denial.
desire and showing God in prayer that you are seeking his face because you know he is there to deliver you. Your eyes must be upon God always, never losing any battle. God says, you can't handle it, bring it on to me. I'm your daddy, bring it on to me. God is still the same today as he was in the time of King Jehoshaphat of Judah undergoing this fearful moment. God is omnipotent, all-powerful. God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. And God is omnipresent, ever, always present. He never changes. He wants to be our God of battles. He wants us to have the same victories as the children of Israel did in those days and experience what it feels like to call upon him. We must be willing to go into prayer, go into fasting. There is one strategy that we need to know also Jehoshaphat's worship and praise. God inhabits our praise. So, he appointed his singers and they came out from everywhere praising God and the beauty of God's holiness. Can you imagine that? Praising God even in spite of the fear and people feel the fear around you and that will not listen, turning a deaf ear to the true signs of God as opposed to the signs of man leading them down straight to hell in unbelief of the God who created us. Instead of standing out Judah's mightiest warriors to lead an army, the king sent singers musicians to praise God for the victory was already won in him. Talk about faith in action. The king showed that his faith works and when they began to sing and to praise God, the father set the ambush against those Ammons and Moabites and Seers. He said, which are coming against you that I'm going to show you. Don't mess with my children. Prayer fasting, hearing and believing the word of God, the praises of God before a battle is won in its entirety. Those are strategies that God wants you in times like this to have in your life. The next time you, my brother or my sister, whoever you are and listening to this sermon today, you have it between your ears that Almighty God is speaking to you through his servant, Dr. Rayma, and it doesn't seem, you may think, that to listen to you or to hear anything, then dig deeper. Don't lean to your own understanding and be bound by fear. Instead, you dig deep spiritually, for I have repeated over and over before you, we are mental, we are physical, we are spiritual people, and everybody is relying on the arm of strength, the physical. They are relying on the mental, all the heap of knowledge, all who's got big degrees, PhDs, and doctorates in virality, and all sorts of things. Everybody excluding the God of this spirit that lies within you, the Holy Spirit of God. So we renounce and put this prayer for you coming straight from the throne of God today. There is no weapon formed against you that shall prosper. When you do the things that I have outlined here today, straight
straight from the word of God. Peace be still, says the Lord. Peace be still. Let it be yours. May the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you the strength that is missing right now. You are an overcomer. You are given the power and you have to access that power, that current, only from one source, the heavenly source, Yeshua, who gave his blood for us. Shit. Some of those stripes that he took was for your healing of the nation, of the globe. Claim it. Claim it. Reach up and touch the living God. Says, I'm here. Repent of your sins. Declare them unto me and show me on your knees that you are Returning to my arms, I have loved you with an undying love. In Jesus' name, may God bless your home and your family abundantly. In the name of his son, Yeshua, peace be still.